You're listening to the Unemployed AF Dad podcast. Check out the video on YouTube at Unemployed AF Dad. And now here are your hosts, Adam and Leslie Lancaster. Hello, hello. Welcome everyone. Another episode of Unemployed AF Dad. Here we are. How are you doing today, Les? Doing good. Okay, ready to do another podcast? Can't wait. Awesome. Well, you know, the podcast is called Unemployed AF Dad, so we thought it'd be fitting to talk about employment, unemployment, all that comes with jobs. <laughs> um, so, you know, what's the first thing you typically are asked when you when we meet a stranger? Like, other than, hey, my name is so-and-so, what, what's usually the next question? What do you do? What do you do for a living? Yeah. It's almost as if like that's just kind of the default. Like, okay, you're Leslie and you are a occupational therapy assistant. And that's how like you're defined. It's kind of a way for anybody you meet, like me too, I'm speaking to myself, of like being able to put them into a category, Mm -hmm. being able to say like, okay, this is John and he does this. So then my preconceived notions of John are in this category and then that's safe for me right. that's easy for me to do right no and we're all guilty of that oh, like yeah. i think at some point it's just kind of like small talk like you know what yeah. what what can i On talk to level, this yeah. about you know like oh we have the same profession or we're in the same field like that gives us that common yeah, yeah now we have something to talk about but I, I personally, I, I don't like the fact that we kind of define people by what they do. And, it, and we also define success by what they do. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you're a doctor. Oh, you're a lawyer. You make good money. Well, you're a very successful person. <laughs> Whereas, you know, what about, you know, teachers and people who don't, you know, make that kind of money? But are changing are changing, the world. yeah, changing our, our children. Not that doctors and lawyers aren't changing the world because I'm sure there's an aspect of that, right. of course. But we, we do measure success on, on what profession you're in and, and how much money you make. And, it, you know, again, it's like I can see this person as a doctor. So they, they just must be, you know, successful and they're, mm-hmm. they've made it in life. And that's what you strive to be. But it doesn't have anything to do with who they really are. Right. It's just what they do for a living. And some people do get um very involved in their job and it it is their life i mean i think a doctor for example as we've been talking about you do dedicate so much of your time in your life to that profession maybe you do feel like that's what defines you and who you are but i think that you know life is is so much more than just your job and what happens when you lose that job as i have found <laughs> what twice does that does that change who you are what what if you identified with your occupation and you suddenly lose that job and now question well who who am i yeah. like what is my purpose that's really that's hard for me to answer mm-hmm. cuz i've never lost a job and never been unemployed um I'm the employed part of this podcast. <laughs> Thank God, because we need somebody to pay the bills, right? <laughs> this is true. Um, but I think we do put a lot of stake in that title that we have. And it's it's pretty, it's, it gets slippery um, because you don't want to identify just as, you know, I'm a whatever. Um, also, too, like, well, if you don't like your job, you're probably not going to identify <laughs> yourself with it. But I feel like a lot of people in, um, especially corporate America, get to that point to where they're just like, um, 
maybe they're making a whole lot of money um but they hate their life yeah I'm, th- there are a lot of people i think that are, are literally just doing the job for the paycheck they're grinding like they, for the they, check. Yeah. they really don't care about the actual work itself they just they want the paycheck um so maybe those people don't define themselves by what they do but going back to the unemployment part when i lost my job the first time like it, it was kind of a blow to my self-image i would mm-hmm. say um because if you know again going back to when you initially meet somebody they're like oh hey adam what do you do and you say ah oh, i'm actually unemployed right now it's kind of like oh 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 okay like that's oh you're not doing so well man <laughs> do you need a hug <laughs> but you know it, or maybe lunch <laughs> yeah there's that stigma like oh you know they they don't have a job there there's it's like sympathy yeah not necessarily like you you know there's something wrong with you but like you're not doing quite as well as that person over there that does have a job Mm -hmm. um again because you know as society we think that the only way that you can make an income is through a job which we're finding more and more um you know the younger generation is teaching you like you can make money online and it's still mm-hmm. a job, don't get me wrong, but it's yeah. not a job in the traditional sense mm-hmm. of you go to a go nine to, to five and work for a company and they, you know, give you a 401k and a paycheck mm-hmm. and, and benefits and things like that. So I think um, and a job, the, the definition of a job is, is slowly changing and people are realizing like, hey, I don't have to maybe put up with some of the, the BS of the corporate world um, to be able to live and live comfortably and support my family. Um, but also too like you kind of uh you win your life back in that situation too like you're no longer expected to work you know whatever it is 60 hours a week or 80 hours a week or whatever you know crazy things that you've heard um you can actually live your life (laughs) well well, and i kind of so going back to my experience losing my job the first time i had been with that company a long time almost eight years and i when I first started working there, we didn't have children, and I felt like, you know, I'm kind of starting from maybe the bottom, and I have I have to prove myself. I have to work my way up mm-hmm. um, to get the recognition that I'm a hard worker and that I deserve promotions and, and right. raises and things like that. And so I, I definitely put in a lot of time. Like, I wasn't working a lot for, for probably two, two or three years straight. I was working a lot of overtime. A and lot a lot of, of overtime, overtime and like, you know, stressing myself out really to the point, like I almost did have some kind of breakdown. Like my anxiety was through the roof, as you know, um, there were days where I, I could not get out of bed. Mm-hmm. I was just so anxious and like my mind was not right. And my, my stress from my, I think a lot of it was the job, but my, I carried that over and it, it started impacting my health. Mm-hmm. And I think it was kind of around that point where I was like, you know, this is not worth it. Like, don't get me wrong. The, the overtime money was good. Um, and people were noticing and I was, I was getting recognition at work, but is, is that the way it, it should work? Like, do we have to work ourselves to death just to get noticed and, and be successful? I think that is the scary part about corporate America, or at least the way I think of it is that mentality, like hustle, grind, you, you know, you do what you got to do. You sacrifice your, you know, stuff in your personal life because you got to put all that hard work in up front. And then later on, maybe down the road, you'll get rewarded. But as I found out, my reward to the, from that company <laughs> was they let me go. They said, hey, it's been real. Thanks. See you later. Mm-hmm. And all that work and all that, you know, stress I was under and 
and the overtime I put in and, and the effects that I dealt with, it didn't matter. Like at the end of the day, I was an employee that was dispensable and they, they were more concerned about their, their bottom line and their budget and their profits. And I think a lot of people can probably relate to that. Um, and again, we are seeing, especially like the younger generation, they're not accepting that kind of mentality that maybe um, our generation and generations before us had, where like, yeah, you just, you dedicate, you know, a lot to your company and they will take care of you. I think it's now being more and more recognized that it's it's just a business and, mm-hmm. and you are, you're dispensable. So do not sacrifice your happiness for that company. Yeah. Uh, kind of going back to um, what you said about like society, about grinding and all that. It's almost like uh, the American uh, society of like gaslighting of, you know, like, yeah, hustle and work hard and, and grind and, and pull up your bootstraps and at, at what cost, mm-hmm. right? At what cost? Your mental health, your physical health, um, your family, It like it doesn't matter. You know, just keep grinding, keep doing it, and hopefully, crush your fingers, things will turn out for the best. And I'm thankful for a generation that's kind of woke up and said, this is not okay. Yeah, this, this is not, is a not good okay. Way to why, live. why are we doing this? This is insane. And I, I think that we do have a lot of companies that are recognizing that. Yeah. And a lot of companies that are being, you know, a lot of these startups that are led by um, younger people mm-hmm. who aren't going to put up with that mentality are, are trying to change that culture. And that's yeah. awesome. Um, you know, instead of like, hey, like, thank you so much for your hard work, employees. Here's a pizza party. They are companies are recognizing like nobody cares, yeah. you know, about that. You know, they will either want to be compensated with money or a time off. Mm-hmm. I think that's a big thing. You have a lot of companies now that are increasing their their PTO um, and allowing for like mental health days mm-hmm. um, just to like unwind. No meeting Fridays, things like that, um, which is, is definitely are, a step awesome. in the right direction. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I think I was trying to find some statistics uh, before we popped on here of um, like PTO that was left over mm-hmm. by the end of the year. And I think the average uh, the average amount that's left over is like 24 days of PTO that, of, that, yeah. that the average American leaves. A lot of people are, are afraid to take PTO still, I think, um, because is, they think, well, you know, I'm not going to. I'm going to come back to a lot of work or there's nobody to do my work or I don't want to look like I don't care about this job. Uh, I think that's, uh, I've talked to a friend about this who worked at a company who had unlimited PTO and he's like, it's not as good as you would think because you actually end up using less Mm -hmm. because like, you know, employee A is only taking two weeks. And if I take five weeks, you know, and somebody's out, look like, somebody's out for promotion. Who are they going to promote? The person right. who takes more vacation, which, you know, I guess it just depends on the company you're at. But, um, yeah, I, I'm sure that there's a lot of people that don't want to take advantage of their PTO um, because they, they might, you know, look like they don't work as hard mm-hmm. or there's still that stigma that if you take time off that you're somehow not as yeah. committed to a to a job, which is crazy, but... I'm grateful that I have a job where one, I I don't ever feel bad about taking sick time and I don't have 
you know, bosses or anybody that makes me feel bad. It's just like, hey, you take care of yourself. We want you well. But also, too, I have amazing coworkers that will, they got my back. Mm -hmm. They've got my back, you know. So if I can't get those students treated, they're like, okay, let's see your caseload. Maybe I can work in one here or there or whatever. Um, and I mean, I'm sure a lot of people don't have that. They're, they're a one person show mm -hmm. or, you know, like their work is their work and maybe a coworker isn't as flexible or uh, willing to help them out. But I'm really, really grateful that I have, you know, those people in no, my corner because awesome. I don't have to go back to work and just be like, oh my God, you know, now I got to make up all of this and it's just too much. And I don't want to do that. Like I can be at home and focus on my health and, and get myself or back to hundred percent or kids and, yeah. whenever they're sick. Yeah exactly yeah. um so yeah i think another awesome thing is um well you know it's a result of covid which wasn't awesome but is remote work you know oh, i yeah, yeah. i got to do remote work for a couple of years and it does just change everything and not just for you well for you yes it does but like as far as our family dynamics that changed immensely like the fact that like we could come home, I could come home from work and like the laundry would be done and the house is kind of tidy because you're able mm -hmm. to do those things, you know, intermittently kinda throughout tidy. the day. Wow. That was like a backhanded compliment. Well, I mean, like you're not going in and like, you know, scrubbing <laughs> the bathroom. while I'm on a meeting. Right, yeah. <laughs> exactly. You know, but it's nice that uh, I don't have to spend my entire weekend dedicated to laundry and cleaning and stuff like that it's already you know it's already done i think the big thing is that number one um it obviously uh, you know frees you up you, you don't have as much time commuting and things like that so you can you do, can be present you in your kids be, life more yeah i can be here before you know the kids go to school when mm -hmm. they get home um not that i get to hang out with them a bunch you know when i was working but you, you got to see them um like you said you get to take care of things around the house um, you get to go for a walk, you know, on your oh, lunch yeah. break or go to the gym. You get to make your own meals. So you're not like, you know, rushing out the door. Oh, I, well, for wait, I forgot. You're making your own meals? In okay. general, people. Not just, I'm not I'm specifically just... talking about me. <laughs> yes, you make all my meals for lunch and I'm very appreciative. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> but you're not like rushing out the door and you're like, oh my gosh, I forgot lunch. Now I have not to get order out. That. Or like the office is like, hey, we're ordering out food today. Do yeah. you want to join in? You're saving money in that way, but also probably eating a little bit healthier. Sure. Um, again, yeah, like I said, you're not commuting, so you're saving saving money. Yeah, I mean, you see Wear so many on your car, right? You see so many people posting online, um, like specifically LinkedIn, like just the mental health of people that get to work remotely is so much better. Mm -hmm. um, and in, as a result, you usually will have better employees. You'll have happier employees. Um, I know a lot of a lot of people maybe have an old school way of thinking like you have to be in a physical office to get your work done. Oh, and there are occupations where you do have yeah. to be present. We, we understand that. Yeah. We're not talking about all jobs and right. all industries, but like, you know, a, I'm talking more like a typical office job. I think the, the stigma that you have to be in an office to be productive has kind of been broken. Um, because you don't like companies are still yeah. offering remote work. Um, companies are still successful with employees being remote. And it also kind of breaks that stigma that you have to work like a set 40 hour week and mm -hmm. nine to five to be productive. Like, no, like if I'm at home and I get everything I'm supposed to get done in five and a half hours, 
do I really need to stick around and, and just kind of stare at my computer just so I can clock out at five and say I worked eight hours? Like, I think that is kind of um, gone out the window. Like, hey, maybe your work week this week is a 30-hour work week, and that's all it took. But maybe next week it is going to take 40 hours or maybe a little bit more. You do, you know, you got to um, do what you got to do. But to just sit at your desk and, like, have to be there for eight hours just because just to the clock company the hours. says you have to work a 40-hour week. I think uh, has been kind of uh, shattered with remote work, mm-hmm. which is a good thing because yeah, it it allows you to do other things like you know take care it of the house. Makes you feel like adult, an adult again. Yeah, it's not like, like you're you've, being you've you've taken back your time. Right. Just quite wonderful. <laughs> like yeah, not like when you're in school and you had to like ask permission to go do things. Like, right. Can I go to the restroom and yeah. But also as someone who worked in the office, like. Just because you're in an office doesn't mean you're productive. There's so many times where you're like, <laughs> people are gathered at your desk talking, or you're in the break room talking, or or what you know. Somebody has you notice they haven't been at their desk for 45 minutes. So again, just because you're in an office doesn't yeah. mean that you're necessarily working. Yeah, or productively working. Or productively working. Yeah. So uh, prior episode we did this self help card deck, best self card deck. Uh, for relationships and i found that to be a very enjoyable experience so we decided (laughs) well we're talking about work and employment this card deck has questions specific to work so why not just pick a few and kind of open the dialogue uh, around work so if you want to pick the first one and we'll dive right in first one says would you be prepared to quit your job for the benefit of our relationship what job done (laughs) that's easy uh well no i would not be prepared to quit my job because we would not have an income (laughs) what if i was working um i i i can't imagine in what way i don't know i would think i would have to have a very different job Mm-hmm. that this question Let, would come up. I think that is probably like if if I'm a workaholic yeah. and I'm not present and you're having to take on the full load of, you know, being mom, being, um, you know, taking care of the house, cooking and all that. And it's gotten to the point where, you know, the relationship has suffered. That's, I, I think it's got to be an extreme situation because most people are going to understand like, hey, you still need that income. Maybe we can have a conversation about cutting back. Yeah, like, are that, you able that to not be... work as much? Like maybe don't take a phone call during dinner. Yeah, or set like, boundaries. Yeah, like maybe don't, you know. Between leave. the hours of six and nine, you are present right. in the evening here with Make us. Make sure you leave the office at X time. And, yeah. Or if you have, if you know you have a lot of work, maybe try to go in earlier or, or whatever so right. that you can get home and, and still spend some quality family time. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think that's an extreme case. Yeah. I, I don't think I'd ever ask you to quit your job unless it was just like seriously driving a wedge between us and, and just ruining our family. Or if it was like you could tell it was ruining your partner too. Like clearly this job is and, unhealthy for yeah. you. It is taking a toll on you physically, mentally, emotionally. And I think that maybe if you have like a toxic boss or something like that. That's a good um, point. Yeah. Then, toxic work culture. Even if yeah. you, you like the job and you make good money, if, if it's so if you negative. You hate everything and, yeah, about it other and, than the money. Yeah, and it's just causing you a lot of like, you know, just unhappiness. Right. 
And then you come home and you bring that, you know, kind of stifled energy into your house, your family, or into your relationship. Um, that That's what would be maybe. I th- yeah. I, you know, I should have mentioned this when we were kind of talking about unemployment and stuff, because now that I've gone through it twice, um, I think I have realized that there are other jobs out there, right? I mean, it, it seems simple to say, but we all know there's other jobs out there, but when you are um, working and you like think about, oh, I'm, I'm on, how many people work a, a job that they don't like because they're afraid of the unknown? They're like, ah, mm-hmm. oh, I don't know if I could get another job or I don't know um, how long it would take me or like if it would be, you know, a different experience or whatever the case is. So we're so scared to, to kind of take that, that next step um, and, and get out of the unpleasant situation we're in. And if anything, unemployment has taught me like, you don't like a job, go find another one. There are so many other jobs out there. Like, yeah, you might not get another job right away. Mm-hmm. I haven't got another job right away in this in this time. Um, but there are opportunities out there. And you should not just stay in a situation that you don't like just because you are afraid that you can't get another job. It's like staying in a relationship that you're unsatisfied you, yeah. with. And you know, like, you're There's, not connecting with the partner. You're not clicking. But you're staying because you're afraid that you're not going to find somebody else who wants exactly. you. Exactly. You're selling yourself short. Mm-hmm. You're you don't believe that you are capable of it yeah. and you definitely are. Yeah. yeah. There, and usually people who go and leave a company and, and find another job are going to probably make more money um, and be happier. I mean, that's probably not for everybody, but again, I'm talking about my experience. So <laughs> you can tell me I'm dumb if, if it doesn't apply to you, <laughs> but I'm talking about, you know, like an office setting that I've, in my experience, I found like generally, if you're not happy, you will be able to go find another job. You're yeah. you're building your career and you're getting more and more skills and, and you know, you'll be more desirable to the next company. Yeah. Again, like if they don't value you, I think it's time to move on. Don't don't stay somewhere where you're not wanted. True. Because you don't owe that company anything. <laughs> <laughs> Let's pick another card. Career wise, where do you see yourself in five, ten, fifteen? 30 years 30 years i don't like this question i've been asked this question in an interview before where do you really yeah where do you see yourself in five years is i think the the time limit they asked me and i'm pretty sure i told them that i didn't know Mm -hmm. and i said do you know where you're going to be in five years i think the the expectation when they ask that question is they, they want to know that you want to be a part of that company. Like, otherwise, why are we going to invest in you and hire you? And Right, but haven't you already shown an initiation of wanting to be a part of that company just by putting in an application and a resume and doing the interview? Like, Yeah, but that, like onboarding a new employee and, and training them and getting them all set I, up is I is totally understand so, that. Like, they want to know it that is. their investment is going to pay off, but... How do you know that they, like this job is going to fit you in five right. years? Like we've talked about, people change, right? Like you're not the same person, hopefully, today that yeah. you were five years ago. Hopefully, you've matured and learned things and grown. Right. And I mean, you're asking someone to predict the future when you yeah. ask that question. Like I, you know, five years ago, if you'd asked me what we'd be doing today, I don't think I would have told you that we'd be doing a podcast. No. It, like, you know, I don't think I'd say, oh, you'll, you'll be unemployed. You won't be drinking alcohol. You'll be doing a podcast. And honestly, you won't really care that you're unemployed at this point. Yeah. You know, um, not to say that I, I don't, don't ever plan on getting a job again, but um, 
it's just it's a silly question to ask in my opinion because you you just never know one thing can happen tomorrow that's going to change the entire course of your life absolutely yeah i think it's good to have goals and dreams and plans but i don't think that it's okay to um kind of plan out every single minute detail and if it doesn't go that specific way you know getting your everything all twisted and and bunched um i think that there has to be fluidity in life because like you said we're not guaranteed anything you're not guaranteed your next breath um so there's there's got to be a happy balance to that to say like i have no clue where i see myself in five years i can tell you where maybe i would want my like trajectory to go but to say that i have a five-year plan don't (laughs) i think again like if you are in a profession like where you had to go get a bunch of schooling like a doctor or lawyer Mm -hmm. it's easier to say like in five years i want to be a partner or i want to be an attending or, or whatever yeah um but like for someone like me who got their degree in mass communications, <laughs> I don't think I would have ever. You should have majored in art history. <laughs> Either way, neither one of us ever used our, our degrees in any way. So. No, not at all. But if you had asked me when I graduated college, where do you see yourself in five years? I'd have been like, oh, hopefully using my degree. You got no and idea. All you had to ask me was five months later. I'd be like, yeah, I'm not using that degree. Yeah, I know. <laughs> No, but ironically, it's actually come in handy for this podcast. It has. Yeah. So yeah. I'm using some, kind of, of. some of my, although they're so outdated. I mean, yeah. I graduated like 13 years ago, 14 years ago. Like yeah. the, the technology then <laughs> for like video editing has yeah. advanced tremendously. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Or like we used to have to shoot on these cameras with these tape decks. Like we had to put a tape in the camera. We had to go like do white balancing. Like we had to put a white little paper sheet in front of the camera. We had to set up all this audio. Like it was it was a production. Now you literally have it on your phone. I mean, people still use you know big productions, cameras and things like that. But yeah. you can just record things on your phone. We're using a phone right now to record right. this. So, so college would be a lot easier now as a mass. I'm, com I'm wondering major? how they. I wonder how they've changed the curriculum. Go back to your old stomping nah, ground. I'm not interested. Find out. <laughs> They're always asking you to donate money. They sure are. <laughs> you want to pick one more card? Yeah. Routine or flexibility? Which of these do you prefer and why? I think having a gentle mix of both is the key. I don't think it's all or nothing. Um, I, I love a good morning routine. You know, I ride or die by my morning routine. Um, But I think that there has to be flexibility within it. Meaning, um, you know, if I don't do a morning routine, like the kid, one of the kids gets sick or something happens that should not just be like, well, I'm just throwing the baby out with the bathwater and I can't do anything for the rest of the day because I didn't do my my morning routine. Um, You have to be flexible with that. I prefer, obviously, doing my routine because it makes us all feel, you know, calm and grounded. Um, but yeah, you definitely have to be flexible with it. When it relates to a job, I mean, we are creatures of habit, right? So we do routines, you know, are are good and help us stay on track. Um, but I loved the flexibility when I worked remotely. 
for example, when I was working in an office, I wasn't able to like leave and go, um, you know, take one of our kids to a doctor's appointment. Um, or I wasn't able to like even go out for, you know, more than like a 10, 15 minute walk. Cause you know, we got like a half an hour for lunch or whatever. And working from home, I had that flexibility. Like, you know, I, I could be away from my desk a little bit longer. I, mean, I was still available. Like if someone would have called me or, or emailed me, I would have looked at it and whatever responded, responded when I needed to. But, you know, I could be like, hey, I'm going to be out of you know, pocket for two hours because I have to go to. A, out of pocket? Out of whatever. I don't know. <laughs> Is that a term? <laughs> I don't know. Is I'll it? be out of, out of uh, communication for two hours because I have to go to a dentist appointment or whatever. Um, you did have really good um, good bosses that understood yeah. that. But I think as the remote culture kind of came in, yeah. the flexibility came in as yeah. well. Whereas like, you know, before COVID when working in an office, like if you wanted to go do something like that, they're like, okay, you got to put it, in PTO. Yeah, yeah. And afterwards when you're working in a remote culture, um, even if it's a hybrid where you only go in the office a couple of days a week, there, there is that flexibility. Like, Hey, we understand like you, your kids are, um, you know, maybe not at school today and you need to watch them. So you can work from home, um, with the understanding that like you may not be working a full day because mm-hmm. you have to attend to your children. Like I think more and more companies were, are, are accommodating of that. Um, again, just in my situation and yeah. in the industry that I was in. Um, but yeah, it's it's you know balance the best of both worlds, right? You have a routine, but you also have the flexibility to um, you know divert like from a, that routine a if loose needed. Routine, right? Yeah, but I think you could apply that to life too. You know, yeah. It's, I I like my routine of like you know waking up and doing this and making sure I get my walk in, and but sometimes you have to be flexible and maybe change that change like the things weather around. isn't yeah. cooperating or yeah something happened. I don't know. But yeah, you definitely have to be flexible. Mm-hmm. But ha- I think establishing establishing the routine kind of gives life parameters, gives life boundaries, and you know, um, kind of just helps you to navigate your day. Because I feel like without them, you just kind of feel like you're floating, and mm-hmm. you know, it's really difficult. Do you feel like you've ever been like defined by the occupation that you're in? Um. Not really. Yeah. Yeah. I I think it's because I didn't like stake a lot into it. Not that I don't, you know, love what I do, but, um, I wasn't somebody who grew up and was just like, oh my gosh, I know exactly what I want to be whenever I'm, uh, whenever I grow up. I think a lot of people that, um, you know, like when they're little, I want to be a doctor. Um, I think that's cool. I think that's really cool cool that you know your passion. Or um, like if something specifically inspired you when you were young that was like, I want to do mm-hmm. that. I want to help people in that way. Or I want to, you know, I think that that's really cool. It is. But it's also important, I think, not to get lost in that. Again, oh, like yeah. going back to what we talked about, don't, you know, identify who you are based on what you do for a living. Yeah. Because if something happens and you're not able to do that anymore, does then that com- are yeah, you? completely change your self-image? and? I feel like uh, a lot of times that happens with like professional athletes yeah. because you stake so much of your identity. And not only that, but like that's how the world knows you, right? They know you as, you know, Johnny football or whatever it is. And you, Johnny football. <laughs> I don't know, all American Johnny football. Um, 
but you kind of, you, you don't ever remember a life before football, right? Because you grew up playing little league and, or not little league, I don't know, whatever, little football. And then you get bigger and you, you play big your football. Your sports knowledge really coming out on this <laughs> Yeah, right? Um, but you kind of, like, your entire life was wrapped up in that. I know um, Adrian, my younger sister, she kind of felt like that after she got out of college because she had played soccer since she was um, like three or four. And then all of a sudden she graduates college after she played soccer in the collegiate level after that and was just kind of like, okay, now there's life without soccer and without school. Um, Those are only things that I've known for my entire life. Like she really had to recalibrate things. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Things like a professional athlete where where you know it's a pretty short career, Mm -hmm. Um, especially like certain sports like the NFL. I think the average career is like three years, maybe somewhere Mm -hmm. around there. So you have to have an identity outside of just an athlete because for the majority of your life, you're going to be doing something else. Um, and there are stories about, you know, athletes who make all these millions of dollars when they're playing and then they are either, they retire or they're forced into retirement because of an injury and they go bankrupt because they don't have a a backup plan. They don't, they never took the time to like invest in other, um, you know, skills and and things like that. So that's an interesting point. Yeah. I never really felt like I was ever defined by, I didn't like. People still to this day don't always understand exactly what I did for my job. Me, <laughs> so I still don't. It, it's I was never defined by that. They're just like, oh, you do something sales, legal. I don't know, and I'm like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> like it's <laughs> it's, boring, like, it's boring, and I don't want to explain yeah, it. So. I don't need to get into it any further. But yeah. yeah, I was the same as you. I never like grew up. Well, other than being completely delusional and thinking I was going to be a professional baseball player. And that dream that's lasted. When you were yeah, when young. I was really little, like, but yeah, that's not delusional. That's sweet. When I was yeah, a teenager, even getting into college, I was not like, oh, I know exactly what I want to do, and here's how I'm going to prepare for it. Like, I just kind of, and I've never taken the, my job to be like who I am. Like, mm-hmm. I try to succeed at whatever I do, and and there's yeah. cer- certain aspects of it I like, and in helping people, and but I never let it like define who I would never introduce myself as like, hi, my name is Adam, and I do, you know, like. There's so much more to me than that. I don't mm-hmm. want to be put in that box of like, that's Adam, the, you know, mechanical engineer or what, um, you know, I want Adam, there's the, the loving husband and, you know, good friend and kind you know, human. Yeah. Like yeah. the things that really matter and right. are important in life. Because let's be real, whenever somebody comes to your funeral, you're not going to be like, man, they were one heck of a mechanical engineer. <laughs> You know, like that's not what people are talking about. You know? Typically, no. Yeah, you want them. You want them to be talking about the the good things about you. Yeah, I think that's a good place to stop. It was good takeaway there. So, uh, don't forget we have a um, Instagram and a YouTube channel. You can watch the video podcast. Working on a website, which by the time we release this may be up and running. Um, so big things happening, exciting things. Mm-hmm. So we do you really- have TikTok too. That's in this very early early yeah. stages, yeah. yeah. But just trying to uh, kind of get all over the place so more and more people kind of see us. And if they like it, you know, great. If not, you can pass on by. No offense taken. <laughs> but just trying to kind of build this community like we talked about in the very beginning, trying to get uh, more and more people uh, on board and, and just what we want to hear from people. Um, hope you know, down the road, we'd love to have some guests and um, maybe some episodes just centered on 
feedback we've gotten from people and things they want to talk about or questions or, questions or you know struggles that they're going through mm-hmm. um so yeah thank you guys so much for the support go check out um, the instagram the tiktok the youtube and we appreciate everything thanks for listening and we hope you have a wonderful rest of your day we'll see you soon bye bye Thank you.